to live by faith. So the Holy Ghost told us on Sunday morning, the justified shall live by faith. So how do we live? We live by faith. Faith is not an escape route. Faith is not a ladder to get you out of a burning building. You are not healed today because you don't have symptoms. You are healed today because the Word said you were healed. I can't get no help up in here. Well, I'll be so glad when we get this building full again and I can hear some shouting and some rejoicing. So we're going to dive in. The reason I've got my Gilmore blue-green gasoline. Now, if y'all are not from the West Coast, you've never seen this kind of a gas pump. This is from the early 1950s, and uh, we are gonna be talking about the subject of being faithful. Not F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L, F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L-L, faithful. Are you ready to get full of faith. Without, okay, you're not sure yet. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I don't care how much you shout, preach. I don't care how much you pray. If you're not doing it in faith, then you're not truly living. Now I'm going to take it a step further and I can give you a Bible on it because the Holy Ghost reminded me today to tell you this is very, very, very important. Uh, well, I'll get to it later. It is simply this. That which is not of faith is sin. Now, when God goes putting the name sin on a thing, you understand it is of extreme importance and of absolute necessity that you get it and that you live by it. So he said, number one, you can't live of any other way except by faith. Here it is, Roman, thank you. Romans 14, 23. If you, can you throw it up there? Might not have had time to get it. Romans 14, 23, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If your dating relationship is not done by faith, it's in sin. If your business is not founded in faith, it is sin. If your worship is not based on faith, it is sin. It is strange fire because you're doing it in your flesh and you may even be doing it in your mind, but you're sure enough not doing it by the spirit, much less by the spirit of faith. Pastor Chris, every time you walk out here, do, do you ever have to fight sickness to get out here? Yeah. Do you ever have to fight, well, maybe something didn't go just right at home. Maybe Miss Yolanda burned the pound cake. I've never heard of her doing that, but maybe she did. Worst might be you made a mess with the pound cake and didn't clean it up. That could be. So what, I, what I'm saying is when you come up here, you have to be in faith, right? Okay, so it's no different with you if you run a lathe in a business or you're a businessman and you're a white collar business person. If you're not doing it by faith, God sees it as sin. And you thought sin was just, you know, fornicating. But in actuality, you are fornicating when you're depending on you and not God. Faith is steadfast confidence, trust and assurance that God is who he said he is, that he will do what he said he will do. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not perceived with the natural senses. So if you can figure it out, faith is not required. 
So if you're living by faith, Cameron, what, you're, what, you, what you want to do is not do the very best you can with your mind and do the very best you can in the natural because that all falls short because that's a dream you can achieve. God doesn't want you to dream what you can achieve. God wants you to dream what you cannot possibly achieve. Then you're living by faith. What an exciting way to live. What a thrilling way to live. Walking on water by faith. Ah, hallelujah. Building 5,200 seats. When you just started seven and a half years ago with 17 people in your backyard, not a dollar bill. And you got nobody matching your 50,000. Dollars, you got no, you got no plan, you got no program. When you're opening the door on your vehicle at the Dunkin' Donut, right? And you open that door and you swing your leg out and you put your leg on the parking lot, and the next thing you know, tears are squirting out of your eyes and God is speaking louder than I'm speaking to you right now. And God says, build me an educational system. What? Do what? What are you talking about? Build me an educational system. And I sat there. Are you listening to me? I don't know if you're commenting. Tim, Valor Christian College online student, Bill and Sue, or excuse me, Bill and Sue and Jason in Elkhart, Peter in West Virginia, Joanne in Pennsylvania, Cheryl in Washington State. Listen now. God said to me, now there's where you miss it with faith. Because you don't know what God said. Faith cannot exist where the will and word of God are unknown. You trying to, you trying to have faith, faith in what? what? What are you attempting to believe? Who are you believing? Isaiah, what, 58? Whose report will you believe? So if you don't have a word from God on it, right now, you are not in faith. Well, I'm believing God. No, you're just talking. Talking is not believing. Now, now a whole lot of folks didn't listen to accurate teaching and they misinterpret what was taught. Because, they, well, name it and claim it. No, that, no. Ain't nobody ever said that. That's not what God's word says. God's word says, we have believed, therefore we have spoken. Ain't nobody in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let some of you students go back to the dormitories unless you get to shouting a little bit. We did let some of our Valor students in here tonight, and we're glad they're here. Okay, they're still telling me. We got Matthias and Gabby in Germany, Melissa, Millicent in Jamaica, Angela in Dubai. I'd like to have a church in Dubai. We should start a church in Dubai. We could do that. Couldn't we, Fias? We could start a church in Dubai. Let's start one in Dubai. Don't mess with me. Don't tell me I can't, I'll plant two. People told me you'll never have an airplane, so I've had seven. You're not listening to me. By faith, God said he would cause me to ride upon the high places. He didn't say 55 miles an hour was the way to get anywhere. 
for the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah! I feel faith! Uh, where was I? I was over there. What was I telling you? Faith begins where the will of God is known. If the will of God is unknown, and we know what his will is, his will is his word, right? Okay, so if his will is his word, and you don't have a word, it's impossible for you to be operating in faith in regard to that thing. I'm gonna get you full of faith. Full of faith. I'm telling you right now, some of you watching me are gonna move. I'm, I'm telling you by the Spirit, of, you're gonna move and become a part of this great church. You're gonna have your kids in Harvest Preparatory School and you're gonna enroll in Valor Christian College and God is gonna bless you. Now, you got a word on it. You girls, I'm believing God for a husband. Have you noticed what's been showing up as an answer? That's where I was, man. I was praying. I didn't get married till I was 29 years old. Type in there right now, I dare you, God help him. 29 years old. And I prayed and I prayed, God, I want a wife. And so all these girls started showing up. They were coming out of the woodwork. And I was like, Lord Jesus, I have missed it somehow or another. I've missed it. So God said, said, why don't you pray with specificity? And I said, all right, I believe I will. I started praying this way. God, I don't want no unholy woman. And God, I especially don't want no unattractive woman. Because like I plan on staying with this lady. Like I'm not trading a 40 in for 220s. Like most preachers, I'm not doing that. Now I have to say I'm not trading in my 60 for 230s. I love you, baby. I love you. Hallelujah. So that which is not of faith is, are you typing it in? That which is not of faith, Nancy in Oregon, Shirley in New York, Jeanette in Massachusetts, Tina, Tiana in Pennsylvania, Maria in Connecticut, Jordan in Indiana, Deborah in Kentucky, Tina in Tennessee. Tina in Tennessee. They are country song in there somewhere. Amen. All right. Now, we're going to dig into this. Are you ready? Yeah. We've got City Harvest Network, Pastor Brian and Natalie Bolt in Whittier, California. We love you. And we got Nora Akiwumi, wonderful City Harvest Network. Pastor, we love you so much. Here we go, Romans 1, 17. Get it down. Now, I'm only doing 40 minutes tonight. I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to do 40 minutes. Romans 1, 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. How? From faith to faith. That's how you live, from faith to faith. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer. More faith. I said more faith. More faith. That's a whole sermon I'm not going to give you tonight. More faith. From faith to faith. Just lift up your hands right now and say, Lord, I love your word. I love your spirit. I love your truth. And I thank you that before I lay my head down tonight, I'm going to have more faith than I've ever had in my life. I'm being faith-filled. From faith to faith, as it is written, there it is, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38. Hebrews 10.38. Now the just shall live by faith. It says the same thing. Two different passages. 
But watch now, because this closes out quite a bit differently than the previous verse. Here's what it says. But if any man, pay attention, you can't just read the Bible, you gotta read the Bible. If any man or woman draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Let me translate it for you, PRP. Let me translate it for you. If you're not progressing, you are digressing. If you are digressing, you are regressing. If you regress, you will get depressed. And if you get depressed, you'll get oppressed. And if you get oppressed, you'll get possessed. There is no retreat in the kingdom of God. Stop it. Woo. I felt God rise up right there. Stop it. Stop your complaining. Stop your negative speaking. Stop saying it's never gonna get better. That's why it's never gonna get better. You are not in faith. And if you're not in faith, you're dying, you're decaying, you're repressed, you're regressing. The just live, your life is in faith. Hallelujah. Now we're gonna get into some stuff. Lord God, help me to get right through this passage so that I don't stop and teach and I can come back to it and break it down. Romans 4, 17. Beth says, I feel faith rising. Hallelujah. Ruth, believing to move to Ohio to be there. Hey, Ruth, you're done believing. Now just act. Faith without action, without corresponding action is dead. I intend to welcome you in this tabernacle, Ruth, and I celebrate you hearing God's word. Peter in Scotland, come on over. Diago in Peru, Abram, Abraham in Kenya, Nazarene in St. Martin. All right, now watch this, so powerful. Romans chapter four. As it is written, this is God drawing faith from his own spoken word, which had then been written. If he does it, how should you do it? Get a word. You say, oh, you know, woman grabbed me after I'd preached for three hours and laid hands on 500 people. She grabbed my hand. She slapped it on her forehead. She said, what you getting, what you getting, what you getting? I said, a sweaty palm. She said, don't you have a word for me? God told me to come that you had a word for me. So I handed her a Bible. I said, there's 1,166 pages of words just for you, grab one. Do you have a word? If you don't, don't move. Don't move. You will surely shipwreck. As it is written, I have Thank you, Sister Paula Canfield, Elder Canfield's beautiful wife. The last time I quoted this verse, I drew attention to I have made you, which is past tense. But you have to understand, it's past tense to us. In the original language, it's present. It's, say it again. Yeah, present perfect, which means once it's done, it's forever being done. You didn't hear me. Once it's done. Same thing with the word now. Behold, God said, now I will do a new thing. That word now is the same tense. 
And what it means is, or being saved. You were not saved. You are currently saved and progressively being saved. You never get out of being saved. Woo, I wish somebody just go, ooh, that's good. I worked awful hard on that. David in India, you should be shouting. Chan in Trinidad, you should be shouting. Digna in the Philippines, where my pastor built the second largest church ever built in all of Asia by casting the devil out of one girl in Billy Bid prison. Esther in Jamaica. I got to hurry because I'm going to get into some really good stuff as though this is not good. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. God does two things. What does he do? Number one, shout it. He quickens the dead. Number two, he calls those things which be not as though they were. Now, I could take you for an hour journey right there because most of you are doing the exact opposite of that verse when you're attempting to operate in faith. Because what you're doing is you're trying to call things that are as though they're not. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. You don't have a dollar to change. How are you? I know you were in the emergency room with COVID yesterday. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I don't have COVID. You got 105 temperature. His word didn't say, don't, to call the things that are as though they're not. That's a lie. That's a falsehood. I had vocal cord cancer. At the same time, God's word said I was healed. One is a fact. The other is faith speaking truth. Two different things. Don't have time. God who quickens the dead calls those things to be not what? As though they are. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. What did God say? What, did, what was the word that God told Abraham? I have made you the father of many nations. Now watch this. Go back a little bit. I have made you the father of many nations. How? This is God talking according to that which was spoken. So it was spoken, then it was written, and God is drawing faith himself from his own word. So shall your seed be. I have made thee the father of many nations. He considered not his own body, nor, oh, oh, here's another hour, nor whoever you've got your focus on's body. Well, I know somebody. They were such a saint of God. Oh, they shouted and they prayed and they died. So you're not considering the word. You're considering somebody else's experience. Now, I'm going to help you with that in just a minute. Carlene in New Jersey and Sonia in Mississippi and Jason in Indiana and Troy in Missouri. I'm going to help you with that. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old and neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Continue. He staggered not. God, I want to preach this at the promise of God through unbelief. Didn't say doubt. You can doubt. Doubt says, I wonder if it could be. 
Unbelief says, I know it's not. Two different things. Unbelief, but was strong in faith. How do you get strong in faith? Let me give you a word on it. You, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Time out. How much time have you prayed in the Holy Ghost today? Oh, it's, it gets real quiet then, see. It gets real quiet. You want to live in faith. You can operate in all the faith you want to. But it's not free. It doesn't fall out of heaven and ping you on the head like a ripe cherry. Giving glory to God, being fully persuaded. That's a whole other faith message. That what God promised, he was able to perform. Do you believe there's anything God cannot do in your life? Anything. Anything that God does not possess the ability to do in your life. Anything. The question is not, as the Lord Jesus told that man whose son threw himself in the fire, Jesus said, it's not a question. He said, Lord, can you help us? And Jesus said, hey, hey. It's not a question of what I can do. It's only a question of what you can believe. It's awful quiet in here. My 57 Chevy over there is shouting at me. Watch this. Second Timothy chapter two. All right, Lord. All right. I will give you the cliff notes. I'm in here with college students. You should know what cliff notes are. Do you know what cliff notes are? It's where you can go read the whole book that would take you two weeks and 25 minutes and it gives you the high notes. So I'm gonna give you the Cliff Notes version right now. The year was 1979. Huh? Yeah, there really was one. 1979, I was 22 years old. 22. I had started begun a Baptist church. Now I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 17 at a, at a charismatic church, but I didn't know what it was. So I, I spoke in that heavenly language that night and hadn't, that I know of, spoken in that language anymore since then, right? So, we started a Baptist church, built a little 180 seat, beautiful white little building sitting up on a little hill. We put a steeple on it and we put a bell in it and I rang it every Sunday. Rang the bell. And it was doing quite well. It was full on Sunday after about a year. 1979, my sister, two years my elder, born 1955, April the 9th. My sister was in an automobile accident. She was eight months pregnant. She was driving an old 442. You don't even know what I'm talking about. One of the greatest muscle cars ever built. Hijackers on the back, Krager mags all around, dual exhaust, 442 cubic inches. <laughs> she was driving it. She came up over a hill. The roads were slick. They had just installed a brand new stop sign that week. She wasn't used to being there. She laid on her brakes. 
slid over the side of the road, hit a concrete embankment, drove her femur bone through her pelvic girdle and lodged it in her womb where she was eight months pregnant. As a result, she ended up on 38 prescribed medications a day. 38. I can palm a basketball, still can, nah, 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 boo, boo, still can, in both hands. I could not hold her medications in my hands that she had to take every day. And they weren't aspirin tablets. They went from pills to shots and she would inject herself with Demerol and Valium and Dilaudid and liquid morphine to try to numb the pain. I would watch her push the hypodermic and the medication, her body had had so much of it that the medication would come out when she tried to put it in. I am preaching every Sunday. We have seven services a week. The building is full. And my sister is given three months to live and sent home to die. Now we heard about a man who could teach us faith. Now, I'd been to Bible college. I knew Mark 11, 22 to 24. Have faith in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, what things wherever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, verse 25, forgive. And my sister was dying. I could quote the word, but I had no faith in it. They said, if you will bring her to Indianapolis, Indiana, there's a little troll of a looking man. He's got white hair. He's a businessman. Now, he's not like you. He's not a preacher. He is a teacher, and he only teaches on faith. And if you take her there, one of the greatest friends I ever had in my life said to me, you don't want to move right now, believe me, said to me, God will heal her and give you your sister back. My sister was as wild as a buck, naturally. She's high all the time. She's only got three months to live. What would you do? She's in so much pain, she doesn't know what to do. So she began to mix alcohol with all the drugs. We'd find her out walking the street in the middle of the night. We'd found her in many, many places she had no business being in. I said, let's, let's go to Indianapolis. My mother and I, my mother drove a great, big, long uh, uh, Lincoln Continental. It was blue. I remember it. And we went to a restaurant, used to be right down the road here, had the best fried chicken you ever ate in your life, called Bill Knapp's. I said, we'll go to Bill Knapp's. And then we'll head out to Indiana. And I said, now we're not going to tell her anything that we're going to do. Because the devil in her won't want to go. So my mother agreed. We went and got, and she enjoyed the chicken and she was flying high. And so we got out close to the car and all of a sudden she rose up 
like something out of the bowels of hell, she started screaming and swearing, you're not taking me anywhere. And so I grabbed her, she only weighed 92 pounds. I grabbed her and I threw her in the back seat and I reached out with my foot and I closed the door and I said, drive, mother, drive. And we got her to Indiana. I never heard such as that. I heard a man say, if I'd act in faith, I could have what I said. I never heard that. Who'd ever heard such a thing? He asked my mother after two nights, he said, he said, well, he always giggled. I'm like, shut up with that giggling. He'd have everybody stand up in the Adams Mark Hotel ballroom and say, a lot of stuff, most churches, you can't get it. You can't get it in most churches. Do you understand? God, I wish I had about three nights straight for three hours a night. I'd get faith in you. Mountain moving, God exalting, devil destroying faith in you. He said to my mother, what do you, what do you think about our services? And my mother said, either you are as crazy. She, she meant bed bug, but she always said best bug. You are as crazy as a best bug. Or you've got a hold of the greatest revelation I've ever heard in my life. He said, come back tomorrow night. God will show you which one it is. He'd have everybody stand up and say, Everybody say, thank God Debbie is free. And I was so angry. What do you mean she's free, man? I'm taking her back to the hotel. I had to sit up with her all night and put my chair by the door to keep her from getting out. What do you mean she's free? Call those things that be not as though they are. He didn't say, thank God she's not bound. He said, say, thank God she's free. The last night came around. He walked up to her and put his arms around her and began to pray. He prayed for two hours and 45 minutes and never let her go. You know any preachers willing to do that? At one point, he said, Ron, the man that was with me, he said, you hold her and pray. I got to get to God. He went over to the wall in the Adams Mark Hotel and he wept until his shirt was wet and he pounded the wall interceding for her. There were students there. At that time, he had a Bible college in Cleveland, Tennessee. Those students did not watch. They were not spectators. They threw their folding chairs out of the way and got on their faces before God and pounded the floor for two hours and 45 minutes. It's not free. Two hours and 35 minutes later, she was facing this way. He was facing this way. Suddenly, her little left leg on her 92-pound body went out at a 45-degree angle. Not this way. This way. I never heard such screaming in all of my life. Don't let him get me. 
Don't let them take me. Don't they're trying to take me. Don't let them take me. Three men. One served as the president of Valor Christian College for a couple of years. His name was Dr. Jimmy Dupree. And my friend Ron Daly, six foot two inches tall, 240 pounds of muscle. Jimmy Dupree and myself got on her leg and lifted our weight off the ground on her leg and could not budge it. You want to play on the devil's territory? Go ahead. You want to slip out and park with your boyfriend? Go ahead. You want to yield your body to people that don't own it? You go right ahead. That that is not of faith is sin. Have I gone two hours yet? I'm trying to fill you up. Suddenly, I mean suddenly, her leg went back down. He let her go. She fell in a heap on her knees on the floor and started screaming out, where am I? Where am I? They're gone. They're gone. Where am I? And I got down there on the floor and my precious mother got down there on the floor and we said, we're right here. You're with us. And that was it. She lived three months. She lived almost 30 years. All because somebody got a hold of one verse of scripture and refused to let it go. Have you prayed about your situation? Do you have a word about your situation? We drove back home. We got in about, it was about 7.30 in the morning. I hadn't had a bath for about 36 hours. I threw a suit on over top of the perspiration and went to the pulpit of what is now World Harvest Church. At that time, a 180-seat little white frame building. And I went to the pulpit and I said, from this moment forward, anything that happened in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or the book of Acts are no longer possible here. They are probable. The entire place got baptized in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues that day. We had two two-foot-wide aisles on the edges and one four-foot-wide aisle in the middle. And I said, if you're sick, God put his healing power in my left hand. And God's word says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I'm full of faith. I'm faithful. And I stood there and said, if, if you're sick, God's going to heal you today. I didn't even say he might. I said, God's going to heal you today. I didn't even tell them to come to the front. All these Baptist people jumped up and started running down that middle aisle. When they got, I didn't get to lay hands on a single one of them. I feel that same anointing right now. I say to you, be healed. I say to you, be healed in Jesus' name. They would get to right there where the two front rows were two feet apart for the center aisle. And it was no different 
than if you took a baseball bat and hit them, they piled up. They couldn't even get into the altar. They piled up right there, all on top of each other. It was Holy Ghost bedlam. People were screaming in tongues. People were prophesying. People were jumping up saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm talking about faith. Now, I'm gonna close with this right here. I don't want to, but I'm gonna close with this right here. Here it is, 2 Timothy chapter two, verse two. I'm gonna give you one, two. I'll give you at least two scriptures. 2 Timothy 2, two. Here's what I've done tonight. The things, the doctrine, the precepts, the admonitions, listen, the sum of my ministry, which you have heard me teach in the presence of many witnesses. Paul talking to Timothy. Timothy, Everything you've heard me teach, you take it, Timothy, and you entrust it as a treasure. See, we don't respect the word. We, we don't respect the word. Look, what I grew up in, when I got into faith, I consumed the word. Have church and me not be there? Are you crazy? That word is my life. It's my lifeline. It builds my faith. I have to live by faith. I have to be fed. You can't even pay people to come to church. Where's all my staff tonight? They were all last to be here. There are three. Why? No hunger. Well, my baby's got homework. Fooey. You go out to eat five days a week. Well, I've got laundry. Go dirty. Well, it's cold outside. Bless your little heart. You don't, you have no hunger. You have no passion. Somebody tries to feed you some word. You're so full of the world, you regurgitate it back up. Spend all your time with Netflix and Hulu and no time for God, no time for his word. If you loved it, you'd make time for it. You don't love it. You're not passionate about it. Don't talk to me about the presence of God in the service. You haven't been in the presence of God for a week. Well, I did good till then. We're supposed to treat the things that are preached and taught as treasure. I can show you notebooks that'll stack that high. Some of which I've been digging back into in the last two weeks. That's why I'm like I am right now. What would you go get? Did you write anything down tonight? Or you think you're just going to remember it all? Are you treasuring it? Or are you just being entertained? 
Treat it as a treasure. Commit it, okay, here's where we mess up. Commit it to faithful men and women. That's the problem. We're, we're trying to feed sheep food to goats. Faithful men and women. What kind of men? Full of faith men and women. How do you get full of faith? In this book and nowhere else. And those men will then be qualified to teach others. I want to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. No, you don't. You're not faithful. You have to be faithful over little before he can make you the ruler over much. You want to be a ruler and you're not even faithful in the little things of prayer and Bible reading. Good God, I'm preaching. I think everybody online is shouting. I think Elder Marion Schrock is shouting. I think Elders Yoder are shouting. Here's somebody saying, my grandson's on a ventilator. Come off that ventilator! Next verse. I'm going to see if you're back here Wednesday night. Next Wednesday. I'm going to see. I'm going to see how many people you get to get online with you next Wednesday night. Hebrews 13, 7. Remember those who rule over you who have proclaimed to you the word of God, follow their faith. That's why I shared this with you. That's why I shared that one story with you. I could share 150 stories a day with you like that. I've lived by faith for the last 43 years. You are sitting right now, those of you that are here, Online, they're sitting on a mountain that faith moved. There's more of this building underground than there is above ground. It used to be way out yonder where there's now a football field on the other side of George's Creek. And my faith got it moved over here when I was in a field declaring for that thing to move because we couldn't build here. And a man in overalls drove by with a chew of tobacco in the northeast corner of his right jaw and spit out over the window of his truck. What are you doing? I'm talking to this mountain. What do you mean? I'm talking to this dirt. It's got to get moved over there. He came back the next day. He had gone and bought three earth movers and two bulldozers and moved every bit of that dirt for not a penny. I'd never seen him before. I'm not some little wet behind the ears, been here for 30 minutes, upstart. I can teach you to live by faith, which is the only way to live. Considering the result it has produced in their lives, imitate their faith. I imitate, here's how I stay full. Whenever I sense my faith level getting low, I've done it for over 40 years, I go get a fill-up. You hear what I said? What do you do? Some of you don't even know what these are. They're cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. I had some eight tracks too, but I don't have anything to play them on. And books whose pages are brown. And I read and I listen and I pray and I believe God and I get my faith level filled up Yesterday's word 
will not produce faith for today's difficulties. Only today's word. And some haven't had one since last Sunday and they've forgotten 90% of it. Dr. Lester Sumrall taught me faith. Smith Wigglesworth taught him faith. Howard Carter taught him faith. That's why I wore my legacy shirt. I'm, I, these, these students are just pulling on my faith. Y'all need to stop looking for a light show in some Las Vegas-looking so-called preacher that can't stay with his wife. You need to redig the wells of your fathers. Oh, God. I feel like I'm in the middle of a revival. They taught me faith. Others too. Dr. Oral Roberts. I don't know how many times I sat at his feet personally with him and he poured faith into me. R.W. Shambach stood right over there and a boy blind, totally blind in both eyes from birth got given back perfect eyesight in front of everybody in the world. He was a man of faith. Brother Norval Hayes. Now if I really, really, really want to build my faith, that's where I go. Little, little businessman teaching the Bible about faith. By his presence could put more faith in you in 15 minutes than most people could put in the next 15 years. People that have it can give it by impartation. I think I will have, somebody write this down, a, a faith impartation night. Maybe I'll do it on a Friday night to see who really wants it. Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen, a man who loved me so much, he invited me to preach the graduation of his Rama Bible Training Center. Brother Kenneth Copeland, who laid hands on me right there and released me into the apostolic anointing. Can't forget this one. You know, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of faith that is in thee by the putting on of my hands that dwelt first in your mother, in your grandmother, and then in your mother. You know what I've been doing? Ashton sends them to me every night. I've been listening and watching videos from the early 90s of Mother Parsley on Sunday nights, this building packed out and her moving and teaching faith. I, had, I couldn't go to sleep. I went to bed one night this week at four, one night at five, and one night at 3.30. Not because I can't get my nose out of a TV, because I can't get my nose out of God's word. I'm getting a faith fill up. can't forget the faith that my mother put in me. Watching her, seeing the, seeing the images of her breasts full of tumors. And then going to Dr. Sumrall's church while he was there preaching, I was preaching, and Dr. T.L. Osborne was preaching. And my mother told her surgeon, you're not cutting on me till I go see my dad. And he knew her as like, your father passed away many years ago. She said, I'm talking about my spiritual father. 
He's in South Bend, Indiana. I'm going to go have him lay hands on me. And if God doesn't do anything, I'll be back. Laid hands on her in a service. There happened to be a surgeon in the service. They left the service, went and did the same scans, and not a sign of a tumor or cancer was ever found. Cameron, Katie, if that little precious Chanel should have some difficulty, you need faith like this. Sometimes the doctors can't help you. Sometimes the lawyers can't help you. Believe me. But faith, faith in God will move your mighty mountain. Calm your troubled sea. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.